0: From Los Angeles to New York is grounded on the morning of September eleventh, two 2001. Strangers Elliot, played by Joe Purdy, and Joni, played by Amber Rubarth, are unexpectedly thrust together amidst the chaos of that historic day. With little in common, but both needing to get to NYC urgently, they accept help from Joni's family friend, Scotty, who lends them this 1972 Chevy van. Uh, The shock and the stress of 9-11 quickly threatens to derail their cross-country journey until the pair discover they have something in common, a love for old folk songs. And that is the premise behind this wonderful new narrative film uh, called American Folk. And we have with us today writer and director David Hines as well as the cinematographer Devin Wheatstone. Gentlemen, once again, welcome to Film School.
1: Thanks, Mike. All right. Good Thank examiner.
0: you. Thank you. Um, well, let's begin with you, David. Let's ask kind of where the the story behind uh, American Folk came from and, um, you know, the genesis of it all.
1: So I, I'm now speaking to you in early 2018. The film has just been released, and, and this is the end of a long, long journey for me. I think from the time I first sat down to start writing till now has been about six years. Um the original idea the original idea came about um in 2001 shortly after um September 11th and just was sparked by all the sort of real life stories that were coming out in those days of you know when the FAA grounded flights that left thousands of people stranded all over the country that had never happened before oh. um and suddenly from those days we started getting stories coming out of people just you know random strangers hopping in rental cars together and and uh, coworkers uh you know maybe jumping into vans with uh, colleagues they didn't know very well and um you just started to hear all these stories um come out in fact two of my uncles made um similar cross country journeys they were stranded on the 11th uh, on business trips. And uh, I just thought it it was a fascinating story. You know, we we had started to hear the experience, certainly on that day and the days after we were hearing through the news, the experience of people who were on the East Coast and sort of directly affected by the events themselves. But in the days after, you started to hear the stories of people elsewhere in the country. And those really fascinated me because there was one thing that kind of, all of those stories seem to have in common and that and that was this feeling of unity and solidarity in our country um and the people coming together in the wake of the tragedy and i thought wow that and i felt that too i was in chicago at the time and i really felt that sort of openness and connectedness and kindness in a way that i hadn't felt before so i thought okay we'll throw two strangers two characters in a car together put them you know traveling across the country in the days after 9/11 that could make for an interesting film but i just didn't feel like there was that was enough I, just two people listening to the news and talking in the car didn't feel like quite enough uh, to to warrant the whole film so i kind of filed that idea away and, you know, worked on some other things and, and then kind of came back to it years later when I had this realization. Um, I think I was on a plane at the time and I was just, I had my headphones on, I was just kind of zoning out, looking out the window, listening to music. And I had this realization of how music, at least for me, can kind of open you up and and potentially connect you to people in a unique way you know, whether it's like playing music with other people or being at a show and, and singing along with the crowd or, you know, whatever it is, just that that sort of openness and feeling of connectedness, um, those feelings were the same. That was the same as that idea I had from years ago of these two strangers traveling together in the days after 9-11. And once I connected those dots emotionally, you know, That I realized that oh these two these two sort of feelings they are the same they're very similar in a certain regard. That's when I felt like okay I think there's a movie here, and I started getting much more serious about it. And like I said that was so from that point from me sort of sitting down and seriously starting the project till today the release of the film. It's probably about six years altogether.
0: Yeah. I want to come back to that idea, but I want to bring into our conversation uh, Devin Whetstone uh, in terms of uh, when David approached you about this uh, story, about this story idea of making a film with, with these themes. With your background um, in in documentaries, natural history, traveling around, it looks like from your resume, you, you, you're on the road a lot uh, in terms of what you do. How did you yeah. feel, and how, what was your approach as uh, sort of in this collaboration with David and, uh, on, uh, on American Folk?
2: Um, well, I mean, I had the I had shot a previous feature called Given, which was unscripted, and we had spent a lot of time traveling. We spent a year and a half on the road um, and traveling to I think we we were in thirteen different countries and. Um, Traveling with a family of surfers, and so when David came to me and said, "Hey, how do you want to tr- you want to try traveling and shooting a movie, but with a script?" <laughs> it sounded like a uh, so much more control and uh, so much more uh, just just creative freedom um, to plan things in advance and. And capture the road and the characters in a way that that uh, I had wanted to on previous films, and um, well, so I was excited by the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and well, and well. then I realized um, we had to do this entire movie, and well, we did. Were we was principal photography eighteen or something. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding? Eighteen? 32. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, I think it was I think it was low twenties and then we ended up doing some yeah. pickup days. But yeah, well wow. low twenties is the general number.
0: Yeah, well I mean I been, i oh, I go ahead. Sorry. I
1: I think very quickly when we
2: started production I realized how little time that was now that we have to shoot a movie and drive all the way across the country in that very short amount of time. Doesn't leave a lot of time to make a movie. Uh, so that for me was the biggest challenge in in shooting this film.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've talked to enough independent filmmakers to know that that's an insane, even for independent filmmakers, uh, films. That's a really quick, tight schedule. I mean, you need jetpacks for something like that, yeah. guys. I mean, so that it's an accomplishment to, to yeah. be able to get that. And also, Devin, in terms of you know the film itself, you have you know the, the spectrum of of uh, Challenges, if you will, for for a film. Uh, you, you're outdoors. You've got the great outdoors. You're in a, a van traveling around mm-hmm. in very close quarters, and then you spend the a fair amount. Yeah, you spent a fair <laughs> amount of time, you know, in a trailer uh, <laughs> with uh, with uh, Scott, with, not Scotty, um, Dale, right? I mean, you you were you, so you had you had mm-hmm. the full range in terms of challenges as a, as a cinematographer to uh, to get what you're after, and so I'm sure this. Was an important part of your collaboration in discussing how you were going to go about all that.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> being, spending that much time in the van, and I remember David telling me when he wanted to shoot this, and it was in the summer, end of summer, oh, yeah. and Thank I was you. like, "Are you sure you want to shoot? <laughs> you want to shoot then? Uh, Because this. What is it, a 1973, 74? Uh, 72. Uh, 72. Chevy, Chevy 72. van, Chevy camper van. Yeah. <laughs> with no air conditioning uh, in the middle of the summer uh, oh, yeah. with the crew. Uh, I believe most of the time we had uh, it was myself, a camera assistant, a sound person, David, I think even Fiona, our producer. Uh, and the two and uh, oh <laughs> Joe goodness. and Amber oh crammed goodness. into this little van, driving uh, across the country together in hundred degree hundred degree weather without AC, uh, and and we have the sound guy telling us that we have to roll up all the windows because the yeah. <laughs> the wind is too too loud to pick up the to pick up the dialogue. So we're basically just cooking live. <laughs> thing, well, Moving at sixty miles an hour. Well, they, they must uh, have been heavily
0: interlucky. they must have been heavily hydrated because they generally look like they were comfortable in that in- environment. So uh, you did a nice job of uh, making that uh, kind of invisible yeah, to the yeah, audience. Yeah, definitely.
2: So. No, no one was comfortable <laughs> 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 uh, shooting uh, this entire movie. So they did a fantastic job. Yeah, because uh, you can't tell how uncomfortable they actually were because uh, even the engine compartment in the van was about 200 degrees if you accidentally touched your leg to it uh it was a trip to the hospital
0: yeah yeah i, I want to david i want to go back to you because i, I really want to go back to the theme by the way i want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with david heinz a writer and director as well as the cinematographer devin wedstone who is uh for the film american folk it is you can go to i believe american folk the movie have I got that right for the website let me make sure I said that right
1: I think it's a I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's
0: American folk you can go there and, and find uh, it. yeah it's on, that's it.
1: it's on demand now and uh, iTunes and Amazon and all those great places
0: great and it's also on Facebook as you'd imagine it to be American folk movie uh, at Facebook and Instagram and I'm sure all all of those social media stuff at that American folk movie um, so now um, uh, you, you were talking about something that thematically, uh, David, which I really think is important, um, which is the idea of music being this sort of common thread. Uh, and, and especially I find that of, of late folk music, and it may just be the circle of people I travel in, that seems that, like there's a, a bit of a resurgence in terms of the relevancy of folk music. And I may be just extrapolating mm. from something I'm. I'm I'm into a little bit and understand, but it does feel like that, and I I do think that this kind of music and it's great that the the sort of the the spectrum of folk music that you use, going back to very very early kinds of folk music, all the way up till today, certainly with Joe Purdy in, in his work. Yeah, um, it, it is something that's sort of a common. Uh, um, common thread that runs through American culture throughout our history. And uh, I I just, I think that it's such an important part of the story and I really think it's very relatable in terms of, you know, appreciating the the, the film as an entertainment vehicle, but as well as kind of a, which I hoping, I think you were hoping to accomplish, which is the idea of this commonality of us as, as a, as a society.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for saying that, Mike. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, folk music is sort of by definition um, music of the people, right? I mean, we're talking about songs that have been handed down from generations, you know, well before recorded music was part of our world. Um, Songs were handed down from one person to another orally, you know. Somebody would take a song and, uh, you know, add a verse or change some – Uh, change some of the melody or they would make it their own and and that song would then speak about their experiences, about their community and you know this music would would be used to bring people together certainly to to celebrate, to mourn um, you know just around the campfire whatever it may be Um, So, and then of course if you follow that down through history recent, uh, relatively recent American history you look at you know, the folk music revival in the 50s and 60s and a song like, for example, We Shall Overcome, which uh, becomes kind of a, an anthem of a, of a civil rights movement. Uh, um, it's nice to hear that there's perhaps a little bit of a return in some ways to folk music, because I think there's something really special about the... This sort of simplicity of it, in a way, and the and the honesty of it, you know, if you listen to an old uh, love song, or an old traveling song, or you know whatever it may be, it's not. Uh, it, generally speaking, it's it's kind of straightforward. It's yeah. you know it's a honest, earnest uh, song about love or about yearning or about traveling. It's not trying to be cool or or overly clever or meta in any sort of uh, you know, new agey kind of uh, postmodern way. It's just it's just wears its heart on its sleeve, and there's something really beautiful about that simplicity and that earnestness. And we sort of tried to make our movie American folk in that same spirit, that the movie would wear its heart on its sleeve, and and would be sort of a simple story, um, but told with that same, hopefully that same amount of feeling.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I I tend to associate folk music with exactly, you know, troubled times is when it seems to come more into the fore, uh, which is you go back to, you know, slavery. I mean, essentially, we're talking about uh, African-Americans who are communicating in the field via... Chants or songs or things that they 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 knew how to communicate with one another in the most troubling of circumstances, and yet it provided them with a sense of community and a sense of commonality. And then, as you move into the Great Depression, you think of the you know the. The Pete Pete Seeger's in some ways, or the Woody Guthrie, Woody Guthrie. And, and then you move into Dylan in the troubled times of the '60s, the turmoil, yeah. and and all that. So and and I do feel again, there's there are a number of artists, and Joe certainly Joe Purdy is would be I think consider himself among them, as well as Amber Rubarth who play the principals in the story, who do a wonderful job of in, in, interpreting some of these songs, as well as we hear them from the original recordings, which. If for n- nothing else, or there's so many other reasons, but if for nothing else to appreciate the film American Folk from the point of view of this sort of trip through the through the annals of of this great American tradition uh, of folk music, it, it it's really it really and even though sometimes often these are these are songs about trouble about pain and misery, but it's also about getting through those times as well. And I I just think it's it's a terrific. Uh, uh, travel log of sorts through this through this part of our part of our history. It's really quite touching as well. Yeah.
1: Well, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm really happy that we ended up getting to put out a soundtrack for the movie because because as you said, Joe and Amber do some great sort of rethinks of old songs and they have um, some of their own they wrote for the film and and then yeah we got some great we got so lucky we had such a great music supervisor excuse me music supervisor Andrea Von Forrester who somehow managed to get us some amazing songs I mean we've got a John Prine song in the movie we've got um uh, Grisman and yeah. Garcia doing yeah. an old uh, Elizabeth Cotton song. I mm-hmm. mean, there's some really great and a bunch of Pete Seeger stuff in there, too. So, yeah, um, yeah cool. I'm so happy. I'm super, super happy with the, with the music we ended up with in the movie.
0: Uh, just curious, uh, Devin, are, was this uh, a genre that you were familiar with? Or was this sort of a, a something that you were reacquainted with through the making of this film? Sort of your own personal sort of connection to the music?
2: I mean, the music was the main reason I decided to do the film. Um, David had sent me the script, and I I really liked the script, and then he he sent me a link to Joe and Amber performing um, on stage, and that clip ultimately made up my decision Mm -hmm. to do the project. Um, They just sounded so incredible together, and... I, I I just you knew I wanted to be involved in this in this film in that moment.
0: Well well let's talk a little bit about the that
1: clip I think was Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mike, sorry. No,
0: no go ahead, please. That clip the what it was that
1: I was gonna say I'm pretty sure that clip I sent you, Devin, was the same clip that kind of convinced me that Amber was the right uh, person for yeah. to play Joni because the two of them had sung at this benefit concert in upstate New York a couple of years prior, and they were singing a Carter Family song called "Storms Are on the Ocean," and it's just a, such an amazing version. And the two that they they both have amazing them. voices.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, and the two the way their two voices blend together, I think, are just really just so powerful and unique. And yeah, and then to see the two of them. Um, the chemistry they have on stage and when they sing together, their eyes kind of lock and, and they just are, it feels like they're singing as one. It's really, when I saw that clip, you know, I knew that Joe, I really felt from an early early stage that, that Joe was the guy, but I really wasn't sure who was going to play Jody and we talked to a lot of different artists for a while and um, and then Joe had kind of said, you know, well, there's this... Uh, it's called so, Amber yeah. Rubarth. I sung with her a while back. You should check her out. And I kind of saw that clip, and yeah, yeah that was for me. That was sort of like, oh wow. I think this, the, the two of them together. I think it is the movie, really.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you just as a as a viewer watching the film. I, I mean, you're, it's an interesting setup. The premise is, you know, it's something that I think is so relatable. And I, I want to make a comment about the event of nine eleven, but I, I'll say that for a second. Uh, and and that and that is. When the film really just sort of kicks in on a lot of levels beyond this sort of story of them being in a in a van try, trying to get to New York City, is when he's playing a uh, guitar in the van and she walks up and she sort of joins in. Um, is it uh, this this land is what's what's the film? I mean it's the song. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: they play. Yeah, that's right. They play um, Red River Valley. Red River. That. Yeah, that's
0: right. Red River Valley. And they then immediately when they their voices start to blend, it it's really quite. It's it's such an emotional. Pull you it pulls you right into whatever else is going to happen for the rest of the film because that sets us up for this is a relationship that's going somewhere this is a not only on a you know on a personal level but on a musical level you could just hear that blending it was beautiful it was really quite striking in 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 the film so but so I, I, and I just want to go back to something about nine eleven because this is a powerful moment and obviously in American history and you know just in a lot of it resonates even today. I think it's one of the last things that I can think of in American history where we were all on where the entire country was in some a certain I would say unity is not quite the right word but a certain um, recognition of something. That we yeah. that we all had in common, and I and I think so so much of what we deal with now in our sort of the political landscape is finding something that we all agree on and that we can have that and you know and this right. is sort of that one of the last things that it comes to mind in, in my mind for something that we all recognize this in very, very much the same way and uh, and I think that's a you know a right. certain a, kind of an important part of what you, what this film is about. Because as we travel around the country, we see yeah. the commonality in, uh, uh, among the people who inhabit this country. And uh, I think that was really quite a and, – and also the fact that they're going to New York. And I recently saw the, uh, the, the special on uh, the uh, making of Llewyn Davis, the, uh, the film, the Goen Brothers film. And mm-hmm. one of the performers said that the, in the 50s and 60s, New York City became America's campfire. And I think that that really is true, really? right? And 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 I yeah. because of the folk music, right? And it and and I think the, the fact right. they're going to New York sort of, again for me, resonated in that way that it it is that in fact that commonality we all share. So, I know that was a long winded. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but... No,
1: I I I think you're right. I think I think that um, you know, look, I hope it doesn't take another. Oh, sort of tragedy for people to recognize that commonality that you're talking about i think in truth we all have a lot more in common than we don't you know it's just that it takes certain moments for us to see that for some reason i think it's easy in the day-to-day of life to get lost in the minutiae or to only recognize the differences you have in a way because some Sometimes the similarities are—I don't know—you kind of filter them out after a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look, I—I I think there's there's no denying that there that post 9/11 and the days immediately after there were many well documented cases of you know xenophobia and, and uh, racism and, and racial profiling in our country, and um, all of those stories are important stories. Some of them have been told really well. Um, but our film does focus on on the sort of unity that I felt, that a lot of people felt um, in those days. It doesn't mean to be a comprehensive or complete historical document of those right. days, but it does mean to serve kind of as a reminder to people of what that felt like. Um, right. That's really what the, the whole intention of the movie is, is to, to kind of remind people of, um, yeah, what that felt like to, to sort of, be in a moment in which we all recognized our own connectedness, right. you know. Right. I feel like uh, it's funny. We showed an early cut to the, to uh, some young people, um, and they had a completely different experience of 9-11 than I did. Of course, you know, a lot of uh, younger people were um, in school or, you know, not even born um, really? yet and, and mm-hmm. just had a completely different experience of 9-11. I remember somebody early on, a really young um Woman who watched the movie, she said, the lights came up, and she said, Why is everyone being so nice to each other? <laughs> <laughs> and i and I was sort of like well that's the that's kind of the point of the movie in some way, yeah. you know, yeah, but uh, I'm glad you got that from watching like i hope I hope other people feel that way well, as well,
0: and in the la- last couple of minutes I've got with you I, I do want to talk about the the performances because you you have we, we've identified amber and joe Joe Purdy and Amber Rubarth as their're musicians. But I thought they were both very good, very solid performers in terms of being able to emote and be able to push the story along with, with their acting um, in in ways that were very endearing and just, you know, just a very a very kind of laid back. And I don't know, you know, what you were sort of trying to impress upon them as a director and, and what you were trying to do as a cinematographer to sort of frame them in ways that were their best side or however that went, but they come across, both of them are come across as very believable characters very and very good uh, within the film, within what they were asked to do in the film. I thought they did a very good job, actually, so...
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you thought so. I think they're both great. N- neither one of them had acted before, yeah. but um, I had never directed a movie before. So I, I sort of thought, well, let's all give this a shot together. Yeah. It wasn't as if any one of us had our own ways of working. We could kind of just sort it out together. And the three of us, um, Joe, Amber, and myself, we kind of rehearsed and and. Um, rewrote the script for quite some time before we hit the road yeah. and then yeah on set it was really Devin uh leading the charge i don't know that there was necessarily shooting them from a good side or bad side came into it i think uh they're great from either side but it's it was sort of you know looking for those little moments of authenticity yeah. that uh Devin really just captures so well so much of the movie we just put the camera in his hands and and just kind of let him go
0: yeah well, I would say it's kind of like making folk music the the, the film itself is that it feels like that collaborative effort that uh, that went into it and it's very it in a heartfelt really a very heartfelt approach to the to the to the film so it, it, it that's the way it comes across to me so thank you Mike. yeah thank you thank you both and um again the film is American folk as we were talking about you can find out about it at americanfolkmovie.com it's also on Facebook at American folk Movie and and as well as an Instagram same and w- there's an underscore between American and folk on Twitter. So you can go to a lot of different places to find out about the film. And you said it's already on some <laughs> platforms. Right, it's on platforms now. Right, are we? Where are we at? It sure is. What?
1: iTunes, Amazon. Uh, the soundtrack is out, and the and Joe and Amber are on tour right now. Are so they? If you're lucky enough to hear this soon, uh, you might be able to catch them live, which is really something to see. So, are, check are it out. they
0: going to be here in Southern California anytime? Do you know, or should we just check online?
1: They played at the Grammy Museum and then Hotel Cafe just last week. I'm oh. sorry, oh. but I'm sure they'll be back at some point.
0: Okay, all right. Right. Well, great. That's great to hear. It's great to hear about them, and I'm glad to see them performing. This is awesome. Okay. Well, good. Well, I want to, again, thank you both uh, for finding time, and uh, it's been a journey, <laughs> but it's been well worth it. it. The film is American Folk. We've been joined by the writer and director, that would be David Hines, as well as the cinematographer, Devin Whetstone. Thank you both for being here on Film School.
1: Thank you. Great talking I'm to you. Good. Take care.